All right, welcome back to another episode of Petty's Pod. We've got a great episode coming up for you guys today. Carson Orvis, David Young, as usual. Fourth and 10 is back. Michigan remains the number one team in the country, in my opinion. We'll see what David has to say on fourth and 10. But stay tuned in. This is one of the best CFB Mondays that we've had so far. So stay locked in, stay tuned in, and let's get straight into it. All right, welcome back to the studio. CFB Mondays are back once again. Um, another week where one of our teams has a bye. Carson's team, the CU Buffs, had a bye. And after last week, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people happy about that. The amount of uh, ranting going on about his team last week. You know, it was fair. It was fair. But we'll start with Mr. David Young. And Do people has... really complain every time about everything I say? No, no, I just said that. Okay. Fair <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, David and I did. And it, Let's get Michigan out of the way first. Oh, you want to get... Okay, we'll go... Yeah, yeah. That Let's was a get mistake. that out. And I apologize. That was a mistake. No, it's me. all good. And, and yeah, no we'll go Michigan is first. Thing, is what we're going to say. We're going to say a couple things about Michigan. Uh, number one, the scandals. A complete joke. Why, what, what... I mean, we just... I just saw some updates on that. Now it's looking to be a little bit more problematic. But if you ask me, you know, 10 minutes ago, I, I would think it's a complete joke, dude. Uh, of James Franklin, Urban Meyer, Ryan Day... Um, a number of Michigan State coaches and Michigan State as a pro. We don't have to talk to talk about Michigan State, but I'm talking about Big Ten programs. Of those coaches, Jim Harbaugh has had the least amount of NCAA violations. Uh, over the over his run of Michigan head coach, now he has a shot at the national championship, and we want to pull first of all the season thing, uh, at the beginning of the season thing out for three four games because of something that happened three years ago, is ridiculous, and now this is coming up. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be allowed to rant about this any further because I just saw that um, they might have used equipment at 11 Big Ten schools. That's pretty yeah, bad. David, which, David which, explain what bad. you saw, yeah. So, which yeah, what bad. I saw is that they used illegal filming equipment that is specifically... That's not confirmed, not confirmed. No, 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 not confirmed at all. This scandal is a joke if this if it's not true. If it's based off if the it's ticket not, thing, it's a joke. The ticket thing is a joke, but, but basically yeah. what, what I've been seeing is they used specifically NCAA-prohibited filming equipment to steal signs. That's pretty bad. That is what the allegations just got to true, be. That's, that's, if that's true, that's stupid on Michigan's part. Yeah. It's really bad, but it doesn't... It doesn't. I just... I can't see it being true. It doesn't reflect who Jim Harbaugh is. It doesn't reflect this program, especially. Um, and they don't need to. They don't need... That's, that's the what problem. I that was so the first, stupid. That's like the first Rutgers thing I said or, to my dad. Yeah. If this, would be, if this is true, it would look so bad on Michigan because they do not need to do this. No, yeah. no. It, yeah, it would, be, it would be really bad. I hope it's not true. I don't think it's true. I still am sticking with it's dumb. It's, it's a shot at Jim. He's hard to get along with when it comes to NCAA people, but... His morals and the way he treats his team are have always been respected by the whole CFB. Um, so if this is true, I'd be I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. So I I still think it's a joke in terms of on the field. Um, manhandled Michigan State and the weekend forty nine nothing biggest margin of victory against Michigan State since nineteen forty seven. Um, not much to say about the actual game. I will say um, no CU buffs this week, but it was personal for Michigan. Um, after last year and all that stuff. So I was happy to see them go in. And the first thing I said to Carson at halftime was, was uh, I, I, I like the score. I like that we're scoring, getting points and stuff like that. But I don't want to see them score. I want to see a zero on the scoreboard at the end of the game. And they pulled it out. Um, a couple of times I've said that. Bowling Green, Rutgers, Indiana. Haven't managed to get a zero on the score, but they do it against their rival. Um, so that was good to see. J.J. McCarthy ripped them apart, dude. 
And that's the last thing I want to talk about. The third thing is J.J. McCarthy is frontrunner for Heisman right now. I actually believe that, even though he actually is the frontrunner. Um, thanks to uh, our ASU Sun Devils. Shout out the boys. They were Shout flying out. around on Saturday. They were, they were flying around. They lost the game. Against Washington, but they were, they played awesome. Had Washington zero they, offense touchdowns. Yeah, they yeah. they they decreased Michael Penix's uh, Heisman status and allowed JJ to be that number one candidate. As well as uh, Caleb Williams and USC losing this week was big. Um, yeah, last thing on Michigan, JJ McCarthy is the number one Heisman candidate right now. I'm super happy. He tore Michigan State apart. Um, his arm strength is unmatched, in my opinion. I think the, he throws bullets, dude. And he threw he threw that one to uh, I think it was Colson Loveland or it might have been AJ Barn, but he he threw it right past the defender's ear in the trip in the triple coverage. There's just a little bit of a gap in the end zone. He found him for the I think it was the fourth touchdown of the game. So yeah, Michigan the scandal thing I think it's a complete joke. Um, killed Michigan State. Happy about that. And JJ McCarthy is awesome. So that's gonna wrap it up for Michigan talk, David. Um, you you boys let let me down, dude. I picked I picked you guys. I picked you guys on the road. And you let me down as a fan of football games. So did I. What yeah. an entertaining football game. Yes. Yeah. So David, I know let David me down as a person. And as we're officially Carson and I are going to be off. Yeah, we're going to quiet down. And David's going to talk about his Penn State Nittany Lions underperforming once again. And you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start off by giving a shout out to Nick Singleton and Ole Fashano for being the only two people who wanted to win this game on the offensive side of the ball. Drew Aller can't hit the ocean with a guided missile when he's on the road. The wide receivers can't guided. separate from a drunk snail. And they he couldn't <laughs> get open off of anything. Katron Allen decided, I'm not going to play football this weekend. I'm going to play try not to hit the hole. And he is the best I've ever seen at that. He's the greatest of all time. Uh, Dante Cephas was supposed to be our guy. He was supposed to be an elite transfer wide receiver. On three ranked him as the 15th best transfer. Shador Sanders was 18, and Keon Coleman was 26 on this list. Ooh. Dante Cephas is just completely lost on the field. It's horrible. He doesn't play. He didn't start a game till week five and was ranked ahead of Keon Coleman, who's one of the best receivers in the country. On the defensive side of the ball, honestly, I, I don't have a ton to say. I feel like 10 players played an elite game, and the 11th player was supposed to be the best corner in the country playing in, coming into this season. That's Kalen King. Even when Kalen King wasn't on Marvin Harrison, he was just destroyed. He was getting... That's, that's more about Marvin than Penn State's defense. 100%. Marvin, Marvin was going to do what Marvin did, but when, as soon as you start getting beat by Julian Fleming, and you're, if you're Kalen King starting to get beat by Julian Fleming, get beat by Carnell Tate, that's a That's, that's bad. a freshman, right? Yeah, that's yeah, really, yeah. really bad. Um, and if Kalen Better King doesn't blatantly... Bl- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All three of us are better football players than Dante Cephas. If, nice. If, yeah, let's go. If Kalen King didn't blatantly, blatantly hold Marvin Harrison on that strip sack, we would be having a very different conversation. Penn State might mess around and win that game 10-7. Like, it might just be awful, but they Talk might about still one of the, win. Actually, like, we haven't, you haven't mentioned it yet, but it uh, could, could turn out to be the biggest call in a game this season was the fumble recovery. Yeah, yeah, no. I, and it was holding, too. It, yeah, was, it was. It was holding, and any Penn State fan that's saying it wasn't holding is kind of just denying the biggest argument I've seen is that it's not doesn't have to do with the play um simple rebuttal it would have had to do with the play because he would have been wide open because Kalen King sucks um I'll, I'll Curtis Jacobs and Abdul Carter are an elite linebacker duo they played great um but that's all I have to say about the players now 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 on the coaching side of things this not a lot on Drew Aller right there I was shocked 
Oh, oh, I'll circle back. Okay. okay oh, yeah. I will circle back awesome. to Drew Aller. Penn State is 1-9 versus Ohio State since James Franklin took over. That is about the same winning percentage as every other team against Ohio State in that time. So you might think, that's not that bad. Eight of those ten games, Penn State had the ball during a one-possession game in the fourth quarter. Eight of the ten. Wow. And they are one and seven in those eight. Um, you would you would honestly think a one possession game in the fourth quarter when the losing team has the ball is a toss up game. You would think you go four and four in those. Um not when James Franklin is your coach though. Mike Yurchich needs to go. His play calling is some of the worst I've ever seen. On third down, I think he just closes his eyes and points to a play on his play sheet and calls it. One for sixteen on third down is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen. Penn State had two third and ones, and they threw the ball on both of them. And they had three plays between third and three and third and five, and they ran the ball on all of them. It makes no sense to me. When when the run game is all that is remotely, remotely working, and you have an elite running quarterback on your bench, why not give him a look? Why not give him a snap? Drew is struggling. I don't need him. I don't need to bench Drew. But on, a, like, I don't know, a second and six, put Bowen to run a read option and just see if that gives you a look. If it doesn't work, it's third and six, and we're not going to get it either way. If it works, rotate him in more. I just don't get – this has been a, a, a kind of, like, running theme with Penn State for a while is they don't try new things. Once something doesn't work, I don't understand it. They just keep doing it, and it makes no sense to me. Really, really, there's two massive takeaways from this game. One is that Penn State will never be able to take that leap with James Franklin at head coach. Should have been known before this game, but this game just cemented it as the truth. And two, and this is where I might lose you guys. This is where I might lose you guys. But I think if Sean Clifford was the quarterback, we win that game. I, I don't. I did not lose me, dude. I, I, I think if I think we win that game. He. It, I'm so low on Drew Aller after that. I was with Carson. I don't said, worry. He still he, has this interception streak that no one cares about. That is like the Steelers <laughs> winning over 500 every year. It doesn't matter. He. I would rather him throw to the other team and risk making a deep throw than just throw it straight into the ground like he does 25 times a game on the road. <laughs> he. I'm. I'm completely. Off the Drew Aller train until he can go on the road and show something. And show some flash. You would think a five-star quarterback would be able to throw a completed pass on the road. That's what makes no sense. It's so bad. It's so bad. And all credit goes to Ohio State. They played a great defensive game. JTT is just always going to dominate us, I'm afraid of. Um... Man, I'm just I'm just so disappointed. This was basically the biggest, or I'd say the most important Penn State game of my entire life. Because this legitimately was legitimately the one with the highest stakes. Was your we best thought, team, but it had your. We mo- thought this was potential. the most talent, yeah. and this was. And they played so of, bad. They played so bad. Ohio State also didn't play great, and this is the worst Ohio State team in probably five years. It was years. still lopsided. And it was still just never even. It I never, never thought even Penn felt, State would win. No, game. it never even felt even. Even when I, even when uh, Curtis Jacobs returned that fumble for a touchdown, I texted my buddy from home. I said, "We're still gonna lose by by multiple scores." We didn't because because we, we haven't talked about touchdown Carson that no talk. one cares yeah. about. <laughs> that no one didn't cares get the about. two point conversion. No, <laughs> for, Padded, for for Padded no drew stats. And this all this is this is what it circles back to. This is what it circles back to. It circles back to the fact that Big Game Boomer said we were gonna win by two touchdowns. 
That's what it's big game boomers all comes back to big game. As soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw that, I said, "Someone send this clip to big game." Now we're not going to win. Nerd. It's oh my god. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. One, are you? I'm I'm done for now. Okay. Okay. One number one. James Franklin has got to go, in my opinion. I don't know. I right now I haven't thought about it. We we tried to tell you this before the Ohio State game, Tyler, that they can't win because he is the head coach, and you still pick them. So glad, I'm glad you're back. There's reasons glad you're, glad you're on the train. I was on the train before because I don't, frankly, I don't like James Franklin as you know, but whatever. As a coach, though, he he has to go. David said that. I think the Drew Aller thing. I said to Carson. I think any college quarterback that played on Saturday would have performed better than he did. I think uh, any, most looks, high school quarterback. Yeah, he looked scared. <laughs> he looked, you know, he just looked really bad. So I didn't. You didn't lose me on the Sean Clifford thing. Um. As for Ohio State, Carson. Okay, so yeah, you guys. Penn, no, you guys. You guys covered Penn State. Drew didn't play good, but I also want to say, if you're going to recruit a guy with that much arm talent, you got to let him. You got to let, let him. You got to let him use it. Him you chance. have to let him use it. Oh, oh, yeah. And what I want to say is, I I thought it was going to take 12 weeks for you to get off the Drew Aller train. I'm I'm glad it's taken eight, because it's been slow. You've been each week on this podcast. I almost lost been, it after Northwestern. Actually, I almost Illinois. I think. Well, who'd you play before UMass before the bye week? To this Northwestern. Yeah, good. Yeah, because I remember you were slow. You slowly lost it, and now he's snapped, and it's taken eight weeks for David Young to get off. I'm off it, and basically the only thing he can do is beat Michigan now. Which, by the way, anyone that used to think Penn State was going to beat Michigan, we might lose by forty. Yeah. All right. Let me. So obviously, Ohio State they won the game. Deserve credit. Defense played well. Um, offense did just enough, but. After that game, I feel like I'm pretty clear on what Ohio State is, and I'm gonna. And I think I think you guys and all the Michigan and Penn State fans are gonna appreciate this, with where I go with it. So I'm gonna use Gus Johnson's great nickname for Marvin Harrison to lead this metaphor. It's not a great nickname. It's Maserati Marv. So when listen, did that listen. Happen, dude? Just let this. Just Aston let this. Let this just, Aston Marvin would have been a better. Let this nickname. happen. Just did you let, come up with that? Just I love this song just, on Twitter, just, but I'll claim it. So, That's awesome. I'm not afraid. I love, I love that. So Ohio State. If, let's pretend that college football team, you're a car show. Ohio State, they have a Maserati. Their defense is elite. Maybe the best in college football, Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. They have a wide receiver, a Mecca Book wide receiver. Not great. He's a pretty nice car. Yeah. Offensive line's a pretty nice car. Yeah, These are all bad. fast cars. Maserati, Lambo. You got Travion Henderson when he plays. He's a pretty, he's not great, but he's a nice car. The problem is your car show is led by a Honda McCord. <laughs> And when <laughs> there is a when I'm there's a Honda McCord leading it, your Maserati, your Lambo, they can't pick up speed. When yeah. Ky- the problem is this team is so good, but Kyle McCord just isn't getting. He's playing he's fine. Awesome he plays game. fine. Dude's five for five. The Honda yeah, McCord. The Honda McCord plays fine, but he doesn't make the throws. He doesn't move around. He doesn't do what you need him to do to beat teams like Michigan, to beat the Georgias. C.J. Stroud did those things. He's just I, Marv is going to put up his numbers, but against teams like Michigan, Marv's not going to go win the game because he can't. He's stuck behind the Honda McCord. So that's that's my issue with Ohio State. Ohio State's an elite team, except the most important part of it is just yeah. Which which one of you picked Ohio State to win the national championship? Was it you, I Carson? Did. It was also Carson who picked Marvin Harrison to win the champion to win the uh, Heisman, and I no, said, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I picked Caleb Williams. He picked Caleb Williams, but he said I I picked Marvin to win the Heisman. Okay, well. Carson, number one. Yeah, I expected Ohio's, McCord to be better than he is. There is nothing. Uh, I think Michigan fans are the happiest this weekend. If there wasn't a scandal going on about Michigan right now, I think the Michigan fans would be the happiest fans in the world. I mean, I Penn agree. State, Found Penn, out both those teams Penn, suck. Penn, yeah, Penn. We learned that Penn State and Ohio State are awful. 
going to be good wins for against both of those teams. And we also beat Michigan State. I'm I agree. so happy right now as a Michigan fan. I agree. I'm also so happy. And that's happy all because that their quarterback is not that good. I'm, it's because they're being led by a Honda Ohio McCord State when they have Michigan. a Maserati behind them. I'm so happy that it's everyone that thought Marvin Harrison uh, was going to have an insane season. He is having an insane season. He is season. having an insane season. He is having an insane season. But I said, I said Kyle McCord needs to make him the Heisman Trophy candidate that he wants to be. That's turning out not to be. Well, if they beat Michigan, we can't talk about it. We can't talk about Marvin Harrison in a negative light after what he just did to the team that I love. Yeah, eleven. And Marvin Harrison, if they beat Michigan, Marvin Harrison will win the Heisman. So he's not out of the Heisman race. Okay, but you can't say you can't sit here and say Marvin Harrison's out of the Heisman race. Penn State might honestly have more of a chance against Michigan just because they're at home. I'm just telling you, you can't say Marvin's out of the Heisman race. Yeah, there's no way Marvin's out of the Heisman race, not at all. Especially since there's not really because anyone if they that's like if they somehow I don't it. think they have it. I don't think they're going to beat Michigan. But if they beat Michigan, it means he has a massive game. But I don't think yeah, he can, and I don't think he can good. because of Kyle McCord. That's the problem. Yeah, that's my take on Ohio State right now. Is they're a great team all around, but they they can't win the national championship right now because Kyle McCord's not good enough, and he's holding everything else. Back. And there's a couple of teams we established this on the on the first pod that we did. One was Ohio State. Because they had two guys going into the season, the other was Alabama, and and, and Jalen Milrose obviously picked it up. Um, we'll talk about him later, obviously, but uh, yeah, to wrap that all up, basically, is where where I'm at is that Michigan are far and away the best team, and I think time. we can all three agree on that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's get into uh, game review. I guess we we won't do Penn State Ohio State. Obviously, we just we just kind of yeah, destroyed we, that. Yeah, we just did that. Um. Let's actually let's get into him right now, Carson and David. Jalen Milrow. I picked him. Go. You can start. Start, oh, it sure, off. Sure, sure, start sure, this sure. off. Didn't we all pick them? Yes. Did we all? Pick, ah, dang it! The first week that everyone picked Alabama. Um, we'll start on the Tennessee side with Joe Milton, who during this game, Carson, I said to you, I said, you know what? He's having a good game. Joe Milton played great. He had a great game. Two seventy-one, two touchdowns, twenty-eight for forty-one. Um, 59 rushing yards, 15 carries is a lot, dude. But that but, includes um, sacks, don't forget. I, 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 do, I do forget that. Um, but yeah, Joe Milton had a good game. But on the other side of the ball, Jalen Milrow has played Alabama. Next season's Heisman winner, winner. Oh, yeah, and if you haven't listened to this podcast, I don't know if I've officially said it on air. I definitely have, right? Yeah, yeah. Is my every, hottest take? Every week. My, every week? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Every, my hottest take ever on the podcast is that Jalen Milrow will be a top two Heisman contender next year, and that's depending on if Shador Sanders stays at Colorado. If not, he's a top one contender. 220, two touchdowns, threw a pick. But um, did Alabama are in the playoff contention now after this game, in my opinion. Especially with Brock Bowers out. I yeah. mean, with Brock Bowers out, Alabama controls its own destiny, I, I feel like. I think, uh, think Jalen Milrow played all right. I think Tennessee's just bad. Oh, they didn't win this game because of him. I'm just I saying. Said he just in, continues to I said win that. I said that in week. He gets better. In He's what, getting slowly better. Week yeah. two, and I'll talk about this more in fourth and ten. But in week two, I think I said Tennessee will end the year unranked. It was our first hot take segment, and I've never felt better about a take that I've. What else ever. did you say on fourth and ten about one of those two teams in that game? I didn't have him top twenty-five after the South Florida game, but I also didn't think Jalen Milrow would play another snap at quarterback for them. I thought he was benched for the year, and I think if Buckner was still their quarterback, they wouldn't be a top twenty-five team. I think Alabama, well, that's true, but I think Alabama is scary. Um, I think their offensive line is getting better. Again, like I said last week, 
if they would have committed to Milrow at the beginning of fall camp, they'd be undefeated, rolling probably second or third ranked in the country right now because yeah, it's sure. the the offense around uh, the offense you have to run around around Milrow is such a specialty offense, and if they would have established that early, it would have worked well. But regardless, they're still in the playoff contention. The defense looks great. Um, Nick Saban's just continuing to dominate every coach he faces um, now that his he has an established quarterback who's confident. And Milrow's confidence is going up, and that's the big thing. He yeah. looks more confident. He's not great yet, but he's slowly improving, and that's, that's all you like to see. And Jermaine Burton's really coming along this, along this year. Yeah, we don't have to talk about too many games this week, but the next one I want to do is Utah-USC. Um, USC, obviously, out of playoff contention now. And Carson, I think the big question, and I'll go to you here because you're the Broncos fan in the room, should – you brought this up, by the way. I didn't bring this up. Do you think Caleb Williams should out, sit out uh, the rest of the year? Well, I didn't bring this up, but I only well, I, I brought it up because I saw Manuel Acho tweet it, and I think it's interesting both sides. I think at the end of the day, people have to realize that Caleb Williams is going to be the number one overall pick. We can and he do all this talk. We can talk that he's had these interceptions. Oh, he's asking for ownership. He's a bad. He's gonna be a bad teammate. He's gonna be this. Just he's the best player in the draft, and he's gonna be the number one overall pick. Should Caleb Williams sit out? It's tough. It's hard to say because you don't know what he thinks. I don't think he's going to because Caleb's a competitor, and I don't think he'll do that. And I'll say he should play, and the only reason I'll say that is because if you're, it's tough because I hate to be this type of person, but if you're going to say I might want ownership in my team, it's it's kind of a bad look if you but stop playing time, in the middle of the But at the same time, it's fair enough, dude. But it is fair, though. It is fair. His team's not going anywhere. Um I don't know. It's, a, it's like such a 50-50 thing for me. I don't know. You, there's both sides to it. The last time I saw USC and I was impressed was September 9th. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that because they have had five straight bad performances. But if I'm Caleb Williams, I play this weekend, I beat Cal, and then I sit out. I don't want to and I don't want it to look like I'm just... Kind Even of, with Michael Penix and Bo Nix looming, like there's also like a way would, they go four. No, I know, here. but there's a way but that the they same, go but seven. They're going, five. He's going number one overall. Like this is the thing. I, I I think in my mind, I'm like, oh, that'd be a bad look if he sits out against Michael Penix. But he's going to be the number one pick anyway. So if there was an 85 percent chance he was the number one pick, I would play the rest. He of also year. has like, a high. It's, it's above pocket, 95, dude. and they're not going to win anything. Yeah, you just can't end Heisman. with a sour taste in the scout's mouth, and I. Honestly, what I could see happening is he sits out and then a team like, I don't know, the Bears or one of the really bad teams overthinks it and makes one of the worst draft picks we've ever seen in our lifetime. Yeah. it's I love that. There is a world where Caleb Williams goes 7-5 and five this season. If he still plays, he still. I don't think there's a chance they beat Washington thing, or Oregon. So we're going to already looking at an 8-4 and four team and then... Cal's kind of been a thorn in the side of some teams. I don't think they lose to Cal, but it could be a little bit interesting in Berkeley. And then you've got UCLA, who has looked really bad at times, but also really great at times. Dude, when you see a guy like him, a junior, you think, okay, maybe he still has like a couple more things to accomplish in college career, doesn't sit out, um, will focus on the NFL when the time comes. But he's had a great college career already. He has a Heisman in his back pocket. USC were great last year. They're officially back, by the way, too. They're getting commitments left and right. USC, in my opinion, as a program. And so I, I don't think there's any reason for him to play. I hope he doesn't, but if I'm him, I totally see how that's an intriguing look. Yeah. I also, I, I texted my dad this this morning that um, Lincoln Riley would be an NFL coach in two years. He doesn't. He's lost the fan base completely. 
In USC? He, yeah, yeah. I think you might go follow him to the Bears. Caleb, I, the I Bears. would not be surprised. He is. He almost doesn't even feel like a college coach at this point, just because he's the way of his offensive scheme works. It feels like more of an NFL offense. Yeah. My and, and again, my dad texted me this morning and he sent me the video of um, Utah subbing their slowest D lineman on every time. Did you guys see this? Not every time USC would sub their receiver off. Because in college that defense has to get time to sub. Yeah. yeah. They subbed their slowest defensive lineman on, and he ran, but he was so slow, and it caused oh, USC to call two timeouts line. and two delay games. Wow, that's awesome. Jeez. That's actually. Kyle crazy. Whittingham completely outcoached USC. I mean USC at this point, they are just owned by Utah. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're back. You have to give Utah credit. Exactly, exactly. You came on the road. Last year you had a game at home and then a game neutral site. And now you go on the road to USC with a backup quarterback who, by the way, looked great out there. No, he looked good. And he's looked good all year. And you have to give credit to Utah because their defense continues to be elite. Um, Even though they keep – now that they're good, they're losing guys to the draft. But it still looks elite. Kyle Winningham is one of the best coaches in the league. And this this weekend they torched Sione Vagi, a safety, was catching passes. Uh, I think he had a couple – I think he had, yeah, two receiving touchdowns, 150 receiving yards, and 68 rushing yards from safety. I mean, you have to give them credit. They're starting quarterbacks out for the year. Their tight end that was supposed to re- replace Dalton Kincaid, he's also shut down for the year, and they're still winning. And are they are they top 10 in this week's? No, they're 13th. 13th in this pool, AP pool. So – which is so impressive considering their quarterbacks out. So you have to give a ton of credit to them too. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think. Is there any more games you guys want to cover? I don't think. I think, I think that's it. I think, I think. I think it's time for a little fourth and ten. Fourth and ten. Just no, to recap. I'll briefly cover one of the games we didn't cover. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, in fourth and ten. So just to recap, David Young the fourth is why we, we call this fourth and ten. He gives his top ten teams. It changes every week. Really fun. Let's get David. Go. All right, so we're going to get into it again. I'm going to highlight some teams that may not be in my poll and, and some teams that that are, but they're just 11 through 25. And I told Tyler I wasn't going to rank Penn State after last week, um, and I didn't want to. But, I said it's fair enough. But I actually enough. could not find 25 teams better than Penn State. I couldn't even spin it in a way that I so. But then you said realistically. So right now, realistically, yeah. no, realistically, I have them at 14. I have them between LSU and Missouri. Okay. Um. For, for those at home wondering. And then I want to highlight, Texas is still at 11, but I want to talk about Texas real quick. They struggled this week. Quinn Ewers down with the injury. I think the best quarterback on the team is playing this weekend. I'm a huge Malik Ooh. Murphy fan, and I'm not a big Quinn Ewers fan. I never really have been. What about Archius, dude? And Arch is a stub. He's just not ready yet, I don't think. But Malik Murphy is a star. Malik Murphy is a star. And so I think the drop-up, you, I think he's the best quarterback on the team, but either way, the drop-off between Ewers and Malik is not crazy. So I don't think Texas will be going away because of the Quinn Ewers injury. And then I want to highlight Missouri. I have Missouri at 15. They are officially my pick to win the SEC East. Wow. I think they knock off Georgia when they play. I, um, I, have, I have Georgia losing to them as well. Yep, and I, I just think... Wait, does Missouri play Alabama? No. I don't think. I don't think so either. But yeah, David. Oh, I, either yeah, way, either way, yeah, you're if right, they, yeah. yeah. I, I like that, David. Let me see. I think they will play Alabama. But yeah, they will play. They don't in the regular season. Yeah. Though, you're right. Yeah, so they've got Georgia, Tennessee, yeah. Florida, Arkansas in the year. I think there's there's a world where they went out. Um, but and then the final team I want to highlight Jaylen Milrow. Is, is the only top twenty five team that had a worse performance than Penn State last week. And they completely fell out of my top 25. I think they should be out of the people. I think they should be out of the coaches' poll. But you cannot 
lose to Virginia in the year 2023. Drake May is focused on the NFL. UNC is terrible. Yep. UNC is terrible. You cannot lose to Virginia. Here we go, dude. We're ready Virginia for you, Drake. Would, Virginia would lose by two touchdowns to Arizona State. No joke would lose by two yeah, touchdowns maybe. to Arizona State. So that, it, that are, those are all the teams I want to highlight. So let's Denver's let's, ready for you, Drake. So let's get let's get into the top there we ten go, here. There it is. Uh, everyone at home can't see this right now. Tyler and Carson can can back me up though. I'm sporting my number ten team right on my chest right now. Oh, I got I Ole Miss that. at number Dart. ten. I love that. I got Ole Miss at number ten. Jackson Dart, one of my favorite players in the league. I got, have a lot of favorite players. <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> love have a lot of favorite players. <laughs> Jackson Dart might have the best name for a quarterback for a quarterback in, in ever. history. Dude. Ever in the history of anything. Ever like. Ever. And oh, I remember watching him in high school. He was a stud in high school. He was always always had talent, just needed the right opportunity. Um, I got four words to describe Ole Miss, and it's dark horse playoff contender. What about Missouri for that title? That's true, well? too. No, that's true, too. Yeah. But I th- if they win out, if they win out, which is totally possible, they'll be in heavy playoff contention. Auburn's no team to laugh at, and they found a way to win. Jackson Dart is a stud. But and LSU wins look really good now, too. Very, well. Yeah, the LSU win looks great, and they have the tiebreaker, so really all they need is if they go 11-1 and one and you get a bunch of two lost teams, you could see them sneak in without even making the SEC championship, which would be very, very yeah. interesting because their best win would then be Georgia if they went out. Boy, this would be... This would be a whole lot of it's madness. Just a, there's, just, there's just some crazy potential playoff situations. Um, but realistically, it's Alabama and LSU. Yeah, it's really, division, really for the... Yeah, absolutely. But you could... I don't know. You could see you could see Ole Miss start to heat up. Um, and not have Oregon State. It's kind of becoming a resident sentence on 4th and 10, but bye week last week, so not much to say. Uh, this team's still absolute threat in the Pac-12, and the bottom line is this is a Power 5 football team. When you watch Oregon State, they're a Power 5 football team. They should have never been left out of any of those conversations. Uh, number eight, I've got Oregon. They jumped Oregon State after a great week versus Washington State. However, I, I still feel like that's an absolute toss-up. Bo Nix still worries me in late-game situations. However, I think there's only two teams ahead of them who have a QB that I trust in late-game situations. So that's obviously a concern, but it's not a end-all, be-all. At number seven, I have Oklahoma. I think it's an absolute joke that they let UCF keep this game close. Yep. Obviously, you've got an emotional one, Dylan Gabriel transferring from UCF. This UCF team just lost by 30 to Kansas on the road. I don't like how that game then, got so hyped during game day as well, and I was thinking, I was like, what, what are we talking yeah. about right now? And then it was actually a close game. UCF has a stud quarterback. John Ross just because it was Gabriel's game against UCF. No, I, no, I know. But and still. you want to see that. You want to see a guy have an emotional game and just go out and ball. You want? I wanted to see him go out and dominate his old team. And that's just not what I saw out there. We're, we see now what happens when Oklahoma's defense doesn't play a great game, which is a crazy thing to say. I never thought I'd be saying we Oklahoma needs their defense to play well. But they have a very interesting matchup this weekend against Kansas. Definitely a losable one. Can't can't look over this weekend. Can't just be waiting for the rematch versus Texas. Yeah. Uh, number six, I've got Florida State. Grinded out a tough win versus Duke. However, we could be having a very, very different conversation if Elko doesn't pull Riley Leonard. Riley Leonard didn't have a great like statistical performance, but you can just feel that team is different when he's on the field. He's a winner, he's a leader, and the team morale just as a whole dropped the second he came out of that game. The Florida State offense clicked in the second half, and obviously it showed on the scoreboard, but 
you just can't continue to have these inconsistencies on offense if you want to be a true national championship contender. Number five is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Writing off Alabama was the dumbest thing me and honestly a lot of other people in the media could have done. This is a different looking Alabama team, obviously. Without an el- They don't have an elite QB. I'm sorry to disrespect your boy. He's not elite yet. But, but comparing to the Tua, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, yeah, yeah. Bryce Youngs of the past, he's the worst of those five. And, you know, this that does not mean this team is an elite. Saban has adapted to the style of quarterback that Milrow is completely. Last oh, yeah, week, no, this Alabama team reflects way more on Nick Saban. Oh, 100%, 100%. Last week on this pod, I said uh, Jace McClellan would have a big game, and he absolutely did. It was his career high in Stop. yards versus an FBS opponent. And then, yeah, going back, when Tennessee was ranked number nine, I said they'd finish the year ranked because I never was a believer in Joe Milton. I never was a believer in this team. I thought they got a lot of preseason hype because of last season, and they really lost every impact player from last season. At number four, I have Washington. Uh, The offense was nowhere to be found. It was bad. I'm surprised you didn't drop them further. Against the ASU team. They're still just riding high off that Oregon win. I couldn't drop them below a one-loss Alabama team. Yeah. But there's no reason that any top 25 team should score zero offensive touchdowns versus Arizona State. Except Penn State, because we couldn't score against a JV high school team. Oh. But especially one who's gotten this far because of their talent on offense. And and I'd be remiss as an ASU student if I didn't give those boys a shout-out. Um, they're probably the best 1-6 team in the country right now. Like, they just kind of... <laughs> wow! No, 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 that's not a high yeah, bar, but, but hear me true. out, hear me out. This is what I was saying. Like Shout-out Royce, them, roommate called them a top 25 defense. Wow. I don't know how that works. Don't got much to say on that besides no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... There's something about the, the, the teams in the state of Arizona just kind of being a thorn in the side against teams that should not compete. Frisky. They, they, they kind of just hang Kenny out. Gillian. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and Arizona State's slowly trending in the right direction. I like him in his interview. I like, I like him a lot. I, I like, like lot. I don't like that he doesn't just run the ball more. They have a stud at running They might have won the game if they just ran dive. Yeah. You also, if you have a 30-yard field goal, you take a 30-yard field goal, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that? Whatever. yeah. yeah. That's just a young and experienced coach, but but that's pretty bad on Washington that that game was close, especially at home. Really bad. At three, I have Georgia. Everybody at home knows what I'm about to say, but bye week last week, so not much to say. Uh, just like last week, really the only thing Georgia fans should be worried about is not winning games. It is Brock Bowers going to be healthy in time when we need him. Oh, they healthy. should be worried about winning games. Um, at two, I have Ohio State. At number one, I have Michigan. Since Jim Harbaugh returned, I haven't literally have not had to watch a second half of Michigan football. The argument that they haven't played anybody is getting completely played out because, yeah, they really haven't played anybody, but there is not another team that is dominating lower tier opponents like Michigan has. Even if you know, even if those teams that they're playing are not very good, we just saw this weekend what a bad conference opponent can do. You know, ASU keeps it close with Washington. Virginia goes and beats UNC. Those are two of, if not the worst teams. And what we in thought, their conference yeah. versus top tier teams in their conference. Yeah, or so what we, we thought, thought was like potential top seven teams. Or right so there. we thought. And yeah. so Michigan has just not even had a hiccup in conference play. Obviously, there's still the Ohio State game that they have to focus on. Penn State is playing like one of those low conference teams, so they'll get dominated. But that <laughs> Ohio State game is obviously still something to focus on. And it might hurt them a little bit. Their strength of schedule might hurt them a little bit. And I could see them going down like 10 nothing, 14 nothing early in the playoff just because they're not used right. to playing a stud fair. team like that. I, that's not saying they're going to lose. 
Last thing I'll say, Michigan will steamroll their way to 12-0, and and Michigan will win the national championship. Whoa. That's the last wow. thing. That's, wow. So, wow, that's, wow. so that is officially fourth and ten this week. Love All right. Can that's I st- three, what, three straight weeks of Michigan at number one? Yeah. yeah. And I, I will say, fourth and ten is not like the AP poll would, where once you get a number one team, they stay they there stay. forever. No, you have to, switches, you have to deserve to it's stay. Switches, yeah. You have to deserve so, to stay. So Michigan being, is that, is that a record? Georgia was one for three weeks as well. Ooh, Georgia so this is three okay. Weeks so, well. so if Michigan, Michigan have a bye, yeah, ah, not much to say. About, Ohio, as David says, uh, not much to not say. Not much about to say. Him. I mean, you're gonna get four in a row unless Ohio State scores 250 points. Awesome. All right, 249, and you guys are still number one. Yeah. So here's the here's what I'll say. So, how are you gonna drop Oklahoma below Alabama, but not Washington? Um, because I am still more confident in what I've seen from Washington than what I've seen from Oklahoma on, on a whole year standpoint. I'm just more confident. And, and honestly, Alabama at 5 and Washington at 4 was what I debated the most. That was the hardest completely two next to each other that I've seen. It's just I trust Washington more than I trust Oklahoma. Is what what is it, is that just like eye test thing? It's kind of yeah, it's kind of. If it's eye test, I can't on, argue. But here's just my what problem. I've seen on the field, it's nothing really statistical. I trust Penix slightly more than Dylan Gabriel does. So that's pretty even though. It's just I think if both of their defenses play bad, I trust Washington to win more. That's fair, but Oklahoma's defense is act- okay. Oklahoma's here's here's is my much problem. Better than Washington's. If it's an eye test thing, it's hard. Like I understand if you're not, but just pure. If we're looking at resume, they both just played way too close to a bad conference yeah. opponent, coming off of a massive conference win against as the two best teams in the conference. They both, te- uh, Oklahoma barely beats Texas, Washington barely beats Oregon, both big wins, and I just I still would put out Oklahoma above Alabama. Just if you're looking, if if the logic is going to be drop Oklahoma because they play a bad, they just played a bad game against the conference, and because we tr- like you said, you trust Oklahoma's defense. They played bad. Washington, you trust their offense, and then they go play bad. I also did. So it's just. I think say, it's the same story, and I think you have to keep them both above. I do want to say. I do want to say too. I dropped them both two from last week. But that Washington. Is I had Washington last at week. two last week because of their win against Oregon. I have. Oh, you did? oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Sorry, I was looking at. I was no, looking no, two no. Weeks no. Ago, so, so yeah, I didn't. I I did both drop them too because both, frankly, no, no, neither of their fan base should be happy that they're above the other one because both just had a horrendous game. No, that's fair. I'm fine with you dropping Florida State. I would probably go Oklahoma 5, Alabama 6. I didn't Florida actually State drop seven. Florida State. I, I kept Wait. Florida State at 6. Or no, having, or putting Alabama above Florida State. Yeah, I'm fine with yeah. Alabama above Florida State. I would put Oklahoma, though, just because of logic. But I do understand the point of Washington's offense as an eye test. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I have no no comments, dude. I love I love it. Second straight week in a row. Unfortunately, uh, could have been third straight. Three maybe. weeks, yeah. We won. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no, no. So I think yeah, two straight weeks in a row. If you listen to previous podcasts, first couple, you know, I, I lost my mind a couple of times on fourth and ten. If Michigan's number one, Tyler's happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's anything that crazy. I think you look at Florida State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Washington. I think those teams are all interchangeable right now. Um, and once they get into the later games of the season where they play, uh, where their schedule gets harder, and then we get into championship week, we're gonna learn uh, a lot more about those teams specifically. But yeah, for, that's for fourth and ten, dude. But I, I also everyone that listened last week knows that I'm I'm very happy that Oregon is above Oregon State, whether it's by an inch or a mile. Yeah, no, I'm right glad. Now they are above. 
Uh, also, the, I, I did forget to shout this team out. Oklahoma State has turned completely turned their season around. Yeah, so I want to give a big shout ranking? out to Oklahoma State. I have them at 23. I would not want to play Oklahoma State right now. And that yeah. has just turned into a losable game for Oklahoma. Shout out to ASU Sun Devils. They actually put up a fight in that game. For yeah, us. it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But, I mean, this I Oklahoma know. State team has... They lost 33-7 to to South Alabama and then lost to Iowa State, who is a bottom feeder. Well, not not this year, but usually a bottom feeder. And then you go out, you beat Kansas State, who's projected high. You beat Kansas, who's projected high. You go on the road and you dominate West Virginia, who wasn't projected high, but has been having a good season. So... Shout out! Shout out to the Pokes, man. They've been they've been good. Oh, that's good. I li- no, I like fourth and ten. I just I, I I still have Oklahoma in the top five because they have a huge win. They had one stumble where they're usually reliable unit stumbles, and I still think at this moment Dylan Gabriel. I trust Dylan Gabriel more than Jalen. I think Oklahoma and Washington are just Oklahoma very and Washington similar are teams. similar teams, just opposite. Yeah, yeah. Both like lefty QBs that have one big win and then a, a, a bad. Yeah, it's just Washington team. has the elite offense and Oklahoma trusts their defense more, but yeah, I mean, if you combine Washington's offense, Oklahoma's defense, they're the best team in the country by a lot, I think. Yeah, no, I think you could argue. I think you could honest. And then the Georgia thing is interesting too, because you could argue Georgia's not a top four team. Get ready for Georgia, and I'm not you going could, to argue you could, it. You could, I just couldn't because drop Brock it. Bowers might sit the whole season. He just, might just, just get ready that's for Georgia possible. to lose in the next couple of weeks. No, I don't disagree at all. I think Georgia ends the year ten and two. I think they lose to Missouri and Ole Miss, but yeah. right now. Uh, I have them at three. I actually moved them up one, but it wasn't because they deserved to move up one. It was just because Washington deserved to be yeah. below them. Yeah, that's fine. No, fourth and ten. I like it. Let's uh, let's get into picks, Carson. All right, so picks last week. Um, no one really had a stellar week. So we'll start with me. I went four and two with my two losses. I picked South Carolina. They got boat raced by Missouri. And USC, we all picked USC. We all lost that game. So those were my two losses. Um David and Tyler both went three and three. Um, we'll go Tyler here. Tyler won the Missouri game, but lost Clemson. Miami beat Clemson. Um, lost USC as we all did, and lost his Penn State pick. A rare, a rare uh, two dumb picks from me last. Yeah, week. two dumb picks. Yeah, not just. Clemson. And that's the last just time I ever backfired. put faith in Kate Klubnik ever. Yep, ever. and, well, yep, and, and I, that, I was riding you as well. On that. Yep. So David also picked Clemson. Whoa. David also picked Clemson. Also picked South Carolina. And USC. Those are his three losses, but he did get the Buckeyes right. We all got Ole Miss right over Auburn, and we both we all picked Alabama. So now, four and two for me, three and three for these guys. I now sit at twenty-one and ten. Uh, Tyler at eighteen and thirteen, and David still below fifty percent at fifteen and sixteen. Comeback story is going to be something special. That's all. Yeah, I'm say. this comeback for, better for get straight, rolling for the third straight week. No, I've only said that twice. Oh, okay. All right, uh, wait, it? no, I have said it three times, and I take back. Because I think I the week said. I wasn't here was the week that it started to be a comeback. It just and went it bad. Had, Everything went bad that week. Yeah. Well, comeback starts now. Should we start week nine picks? Arizona State against Washington State, especially. David really wanted to include this one. I really back, did. Back at and Sunday we'll because State, Washington State, what Washington State lost. To Oregon. Oh, yeah, to Oregon. That's right, that's right. And they, that's two losses in a row. And the Big reason losses, I did want to include this losses. is because I'm picking my boys. Give me ASU. I got to start. That's in Tyler's column. But give me ASU. Uh, I think I got to kind of start going bold here if I want to win. But I really do. I think ASU's trending in the right direction, and Washington State is trending in the wrong direction. And usually when you see two teams kind of trending in opposite ways, the one that's trending up wins at home. Honestly, it doesn't really matter that much if it's Arizona State Stadium. But... Give me ASU. I think Cam Ward struggles. I think Arizona State's nowhere near a top 25 
defense, like nowhere near. Like, I don't know. I didn't say that, by the way. No, no, no. no. Nowhere like, near that. Earlier. But they're physical. Prince Dorba's been a stud all season long. Top ten in the country in sacks. The transfer from Texas. Um, yeah. So give me the give me the Sun Devils to win this one. I'm taking Washington State. That's it. Uh, you don't have to. That's yeah. Yeah. I'm taking Washington State too. I will never pick ASU this year. Or next year, maybe. <laughs> okay, Oklahoma, Kansas. I'll start us off here. I think this game will be really, really close. Um, I think, in fact, there's going to be a game-winning drive um, by Jax, or uh, excuse me, by Dylan Gabriel. By number two in the Heisman contention, Dylan Gabriel. Oh, okay. And who's number one? JJ McCarthy. There we go. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to touch that one, but uh, I think it goes JJ, then Penix at two. But <laughs> oh, okay, great, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me Oklahoma. Give me Oklahoma in a tight one. Boomer Sooner by by uh, twenty plus. Yeah, wow, give me, twenty plus. Give me Oklahoma by a lot. I don't know. I think this is a, a game where it could be close for a half, and then the better team just shows that they're the better. Team. They, they, uh, I don't. I, I Brent Venables has flipped me. I I did. I was not a fan of Brent Venables, but now I think he's built a culture, and I think after a loss like that, a team built like Oklahoma's around defense is going to come out and boat race Kansas from the opening kick. All right. Um. I'm not, this is a this is a good game. Only a three and a half point spread. Uh, not two ranked teams, but Oregon State against Arizona. Arizona is on fire. You're, you're um, really excited for this game. Noah Fifta, is that yeah. that's yep. He looks great Stop. at quarterback. Um, definitely better than Delora. It's blessing in disguise that he was able to get on the field. And obviously Oregon State is represented in 4th and 10. So, David, who, who are you going with? I'm going with my boys that represented in 4th and 10. Uh, both are technically in my top 25. This is my number 9 team going on the road facing my number 21 team. Um, but Oregon State, I think their offense... Uh, excuse me, their defense is just going to be too physical for Arizona. Arizona, every game they've kept close has been against a team that does not have a good defense. So I think Oregon State's defense is going to be the edge in this one. Tyler? Give me Arizona in this game, just because I think that the Washington State win was so big that it, that you couldn't call it like, oh, like a like flipping win or whatever. But I think that they've been waiting to be an established Good top twenty-five team, and I think this week they can do it at home against Oregon State. Yep, give me give me uh, Arizona. Everyone who listened last week knows I'm not fully on the Oregon State train. I think they're That's a good. Big chance for David to. But I'm going to take game. Arizona because I think their offense is really good, and I don't trust DJU on the road in a game that is this. Every game for Oregon State now is big. Mm-hmm. Especially oh, Arizona is good, and Oregon State has to win if they want to. Um, Every team in the Pac-12 So it's a big game. This is have a great game. this is a big game on the road. I think DJU will throw a couple picks or do something wrong. But uh, next one is <laughs> he'll mess up somehow. Yep, that's my that's my take on DJU most of the time. Tennessee, Kentucky. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I mean, everyone kind of knows where I'm going with this. I'm, I'm taking Kentucky. I don't think Tennessee's good. I, I've said on this podcast I don't think Kentucky's good. Or and I and I take that back officially. I don't think Devin Leary's good. I think we're going to have a, another big Ray Davis game this weekend. Give me Kentucky uh, by by a decent margin. Give me Tennessee because Kentucky, if you remember and have been listening to the podcast, started the dumb pick segment. So <laughs> Because I picked them against Georgia for whatever reason, and I don't like them anymore. So give me Tennessee even though I do. Where's like this game at? I think Kentucky. Kentucky. I'm going Rocky Top. Why? I'm not really sure. But, oh, this is a potential massive week for me. This is when I and Tyler and I are currently comeback. four for four equal, and I'm not sure I like it. But this I think this is where Tennessee I either start win. the comeback or lose it all. All right, now this, this one, this is truly a 50-50 game. Duke Louisville. I thought you were going to say Colorado UCLA. 
Give me uh. Yeah, no. All right, Duke, Louisville. I don't know if Riley Leonard is probably 50-50 right now. Either, if he's either way, give me the cards. Yeah. Give me the cards. Yeah. I'm a big Jack Plummer fan. I'm a big fan of what Louisville is building. They kind of had that hiccup versus Pitt, um, and I did put a lot into that. I, I dropped Louisville from number 11 to number 24, but I like Louisville a lot. I think they're building the right thing there, and uh, give me the Cardinals. Give me Louisville. Uh, as well at home, Duke quarterback issues. You know, not much to say about the guy. I think Louisville still on the come up, but uh, they fell off a little bit. But I think they'll be back this week. I'm gonna take Duke as my dumb pick of the week, maybe potentially. <laughs> he just wants to switch up. Dude. Why can't we have the same picks? No, I th- I think Duke. I think Duke with a full week, um, knowing who their quarterback's gonna be. Their defense is elite. I think, like you said, Louisville is still on the come up. They're still not. They don't. I mean, they have an identity and they're a good team, but they they haven't had the experience. So I think Duke's defense is gonna shut them down pretty well. And with a full week, I trust um, Elko and that coaching staff to have them ready. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is game of the week: Oregon, Utah. Tyler, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Bo next here, just because I think that with the loss of Washington, they have to save their season by getting back to the. The championship game, the Pac-12 against Washington again, I think will will be happening. Um, so I think there's there's too many implications for Bo Nix to go out and lose this game against Utah. And where where is it? It's in Utah, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna be an awesome game. This tells us a lot about if Utah's an actual team or not. I got one song to describe how this game's gonna go. Give me Oregon by 20 plus in this one. Oh. Utah's a fraud, dude. Utah's a fraud. Okay, wait, wait, they're not ready official, for a team it's like official. Oregon. New segment, dude. Game of the week. We will. One of us will be playing a song. Last week, <laughs> I, I, I would like to claim that I started this, dude. I started it last week with we by are by playing we are Penn State. Just 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 so that could be preceded by the most pitiful offensive performance I've hey, played hey, in hey, a long hey. time. We're not just trying to because you trusted here. James Franklin. I didn't mistake. I trusted one. the guy in the room. Me, no, I yeah, picked Ohio State. I see what they say, but a lot of Penn State stuff in this room right now. Um, but uh, new trend, new trend. Uh, game of the week pick will be uh, established with a song. <laughs> the song, I, I like, like that. It. And it might have to get canceled after today because of copyright. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. that's why I only played a five second clip. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's the rule. All right, I'm picking Oregon. I have to pick Oregon because even after Washington, I think Oregon's winning the Pac-12. So Oregon's not losing another game until the college football playoff. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So that's going to wrap it up. Um, we will be back for CFB Mondays. And tune in because we will be witnessing if David Young made a comeback or not um, in terms of picks. Yep. And um, Now or never. Tune in to... Uh, Oh right, yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of Petty's Pod. Tune in to uh, the show first next Sunday, and oh, I forgot to mention uh, another Prem Pod this week with Combo, probably Thursday or Friday. So tune into that as well, um, and then this show first next Sunday night, and CFB Monday's back next week, like I said. So great episode here, one of the best in my opinion, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.